Industries for the Blind presents Blind Living Radio, where you'll hear interesting topics, fun stories, and important news about our blind and visually impaired community. It's time now for Blind Living Radio. Blind Living Radio, dedicated to enhancing the blind and visually impaired community while enlightening and educating others. BlindLivingRadio.com Welcome to Blind Living Radio. My name is Danielle Crapo, and in the studio with me is my co-host, Harley Thomas. Hey, Harley. Hello, Danielle. Good day to you. Good day to you, too, sir. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. I see we're also joined today by our friend, Vala. Vala is in the studio. Vala is a little bit anxious today, uh, so pardon the rattling of the collar that you're going to be wearing. Who's Vala? Who wears a collar? Well, uh, okay, uh, Vala is my seeing eye dog. So you brought your seeing eye dog to Blind Living Radio. I did. <laughs> because you know, Harley, Blind Living Radio is not only to enhance the blind community, but also to educate the sighted community. It makes a whole lot of sense that Vala would be here then to keep us in line. Yeah, you know, and Vala is uh, a seeing eye dog. And uh, today, actually, the show on the show, we are actually going to the dogs. And by dogs, I mean guide dogs. Guide dogs. So I suppose one of the things I shouldn't do is say, come here, baby. No. No. See, yep, you got a reaction. <laughs> I shouldn't do that, should you I? You shouldn't. Um, and actually, there's a pretty cool blog on uh, our sponsor's website, Industries for the Blind's website, uh, ibmilw.com, about the do's and don'ts of interacting with a guide dog. It's a pretty informational blog uh, that you know a lot of people could benefit from who have never interacted with a guide dog or who just have questions in general about it. And I know as a sighted person, Danielle's blind and has been since birth. And as a sighted person, one of the things I wanted to do when I wrote that blog was I interact with a lot of blind people in my current role. Mm. And after meeting with a lot of folks that have guide dogs and service animals and a myriad of names, I wanted to put some stuff down. So one of the things, one of the first rules, don't try to get the dog's attention while they're in harness. Why is that, Danielle? Well, the dog's job is is to keep me safe. That is her primary job, other than looking cute, which she's a pro at. And she's a pro at both, actually. But her main job is to keep me safe. Now, I need to know where I'm going and what I'm doing, and she, her job is to keep me safe. So that means if there's obstacles in our way, if there are you know low-hanging branches, or if there's an unsafe traffic situation, she guides me through that safely and makes sure we get to our destination in one piece. So... It would be the equivalent if you of you calling her and you know making kissy noises at her would be the equivalent of me let's say taking the steering wheel when you're driving. I don't want you doing that, Dana. You've you've seen my driving. You certainly don't want to take the steering wheel. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. So, but you see, that would be a huge distraction, and that that could lead to an unsafe situation. We don't want that. We want safe. Right. So as cute as the dogs are, you have to ignore them when they're in harness. Now, when they're out of harness and if the owner gives you permission, by all means, pay attention to the dog. But that depends on the owner and and also, first and foremost, if they're in harness, you have to ignore them. And I know there's another hot topic about dogs on leash, uh, non-service animals, non-guide dogs, Mm -hmm. on a a leash when, if I was walking my dog down the street 
and was coming across you walking the street, what, what should I do as a dog owner if we're passing each other on the sidewalk? You should keep moving. That's that's the main thing is keep you moving, keep your dog under control, keep your dog, you know, if you've got your dog on a leash, which that is so, so important to please keep your pets on a leash because uh, there have been incidents where pet dogs have actually gotten into fights with guide dogs or other service animals. And uh, the service dog has been hurt or traumatized to where it would have to retire and no longer work. So it's so important to keep your dog on a leash, keep moving. No, my dog doesn't need to have a play date with your dog in the middle of the sidewalk. My dog's working. That's even worse than losing car keys because your dog is sort of your lifeline to the outside world. So you can go shopping, go to the restaurants. Go on vacation. Go on vacation. Right. Yeah. It'd be like me wrecking my car before I was going to take a family trip. Right. And, you know, one thing with the bond between a guide dog or a service animal, and actually let me digress a little bit and just kind of say what the difference is between uh, saying it's a guide dog or a service animal, because you mentioned that earlier. There's a myriad of names for them, right? So I did. You did. And so the broad term for any dog that is assisting a blind person is a guide dog. Now, if the dog came from the school called the Seeing Eye, which is where I've got both of my dogs, my retired dog, Abby. and That's my, out east, right? Yes, that's in New Jersey. And, and this is your second Seeing Eye dog. Yes, Vala is my second Seeing Eye dog. My first dog, Abby, lives in Houston with my dad now. Uh, she retired after seven and a half years of work. Um, but dogs that come from the Seeing Eye are called Seeing Eye dogs because that is a trademark name, but otherwise you call them a guide dog. And then for any other, the general term for any other uh, dogs that help with any other disabilities is just service dog or service animal. So just to kind of give you a little bit of a history on, on the vernacular that is used when you're talking about service animals. Another word that comes up is the word team. Yes. What do you mean by team? Well, Val and I are a team. We're a working team. And what that means is we work together to get somewhere safe. Uh, like I said, she gets me there safely, but I still need to know where I want to end up. I can't just say, okay, Val, go to Walmart. I have to know, okay, take a left here, go up two blocks, take a right, and you're there. And I know when I travel with some of our other employees that, that have, have guide dogs, every now and then the dog might wander off and need a correction or, or have the leash pulled and i know some of the folks see it and they're like that person's being mean to that blind dog yeah oh what, the blind dog <laughs> what, what, what are they doing okay I, I said a couple things wrong there didn't i danielle you did well first of all and a lot of people actually do that where they say oh oh, that must be a blind dog or, or you know don't talk to that dog it's a blind dog and really my dog can see just fine your dog's not blind no my dog's you're whole, blind right i'm blind my my dog's whole job is to see for both of us that's right so the proper term is guide dog seeing eye dog depending. what about this correction well and corrections are it's a way to get the dog's attention when you see um like you had mentioned when you see some of our colleagues like are even, startling like boo yeah, like it just meant to snap them out of it because the behavior that they're doing is taking away from their job. It's a distraction is what it is. And so you have to, you know how like if you are trying to get your child's attention, you snap your fingers. Hey, hey, buddy. You know, that's that's a noise. It's a sharp thing that, that breaks the uh, attention from the other source that's distracting them. And that's kind of what a leash correction is. Uh, it doesn't hurt. Uh, I've actually had it done. I've had a leash wrapped around my leg and it's been popped and it doesn't hurt at all. And uh, those of us that have dogs would never do anything to hurt our dogs. So yeah, no, it no. looks intense, but it's really not. Let's continue our conversation after a brief message from our sponsor, Industries for the Blind, Danielle. Yep, we'll be right back. This is Blind Living Radio.
Blind Living Radio will be right back after these messages. Blind Living Radio is supported by Industries for the Blind in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Creating employment opportunities for the blind and visually impaired from coast to coast. Direct from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, this is Blind Living Radio from Industries for the Blind. Welcome back to Blind Living Radio, supported by Industries for the Blind in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Learn more at ibmilw.com. You're listening to Blind Living Radio, sponsored by Industries for the Blind. My name is Danielle Crapo, here with my co-host, Harley Thomas. Hey, Harley. Hello, Danielle. Thanks for coming back out of the break at Blind Living Radio. We're in the middle of talking about guide dogs. That's right. We're talking about our faithful companions that uh, help the blind, such as myself, being born blind, uh, to get around and to navigate. You know, uh, Harley, you know, part of my job is traveling to new cities and new places, uh, which is about once a month or so. And I know I get great confidence from walking with my guide dog. The only thing that hinders that is when we're walking somewhere and someone distracts her. Um, one thing that I know kind of startles both of us is if we're in the middle of a street and we're crossing and somebody honks at us. So I want to make sure you know I'm there, right, Daniel? Isn't that the whole idea? Isn't that why they're honking? Well, it's a bad idea, it's a, though. It's a horrible idea. It's a really idea. bad idea. <laughs> it is because I have enough mobility skills, uh, just as other traveling teams of guide dogs and their handlers do, to know that I'm in the street. And my dog is trained in something really neat called intelligent disobedience. So let's say I walk up to a street corner and there's a car coming up, especially those cars that are uh, electric now where they don't make any sound at all. And I can't see that there's a car in the intersection. If I tell her to go into the street, she is trained to disobey me and say, nope, it's not safe. But when we get honked at, that could cause her to turn her head and look towards the noise. And in that split second, something something could happen. Somebody could get hurt. And we don't want you nor your dog to get hurt, Danielle. No, no, that would be pretty bad. You know, it's uh, I, I think probably the number one question when I travel with you is, can I pet your dog? Yeah. Oh, such a cute puppy. And she she they, and all of them are so 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 cute. But no, uh, the the answer to that is no. And the reason is because again, it's a distraction. My dog is a very social dog, and so let's say she meets a really nice flight attendant on a plane, and the flight attendant pets her and bonds with her, and then we see that flight attendant across a busy street. If my dog thinks, oh, there's my friend, I want to go get some attention, she might get distracted, and here again, there's a, there's that danger zone. How is it traveling on a plane with with Vala? Um, for the most part, it's pretty cool. We... We get seated generally in the bulkhead because it's mm-hmm. a little bit more space. And a lot of the times, uh, our neighbors on the plane are are pretty, pretty accepting of her. They they all think Do it's... Do you buy a seat for Vala? Does I, she get her own seat? Uh, nope. Vala sits on the floor. You know the space underneath the seat in front of you where you would put your laptop bag? Sure. She scoots in backwards in that space, and she's got her little head sticking out, and uh, she sleeps... She lays like that on the plane. Happy as can be. Happy as can be. I've seen her do that. Yeah, she's pretty good. She she likes being on planes and traveling. And I haven't taken her on the train yet, which I should do soon. What about when you navigate and go out to restaurants, Danielle? How, what's the reception when you typically take your guide dog to a restaurant? I would say 90% of the time we're welcomed in and the wait staff and the, uh, you know, the house staff, they just treat her 
as if she's not there. Uh, every once in a while, we do get denied access to a restaurant, uh, whether it be the owners or managers just aren't educated on laws for service dogs, because you know there are laws that protect service dog teams. What kind of laws, Danielle? Uh, the Americans with Disabilities Act, it was passed in 1990, and that one ensures that blind people and their guide dogs uh, and other people with their service dogs as well are allowed anywhere in public that a, a normal person is allowed into or a sighted person is allowed into. So if you can go into McDonald's with your eyes, then I should sure, be. Sure, why not? Right. I should be allowed into McDonald's. You should be able to go in with Vala. Right, right. Vala's a good animal. She is. She's a really good and animal. And I've traveled with you, and the guide dogs that I travel with typically just lay down, and they're no problem. Sometimes they get a bowl of water. The server will ask you if would your dog like a bowl of water? Yeah, most of the time servers are really good about that. I have encountered a few servers. Uh, I think with my first dog, there was a server that was throwing bacon under our table, and she thought it was that's, okay. That's <laughs> pretty bad. And, and I know you also recently had an incident at a restaurant in Chicago where you were denied access. I did. I did. And you were with your whole family, right? Like 15 people? Yeah, there were quite a few of us there, and it was actually my birthday. And when we were there to celebrate my birthday, and we were told that the dog couldn't be in the restaurant, and we had to leave. And we they refused to even serve us. So there's still quite a long way to go in just making the public aware that guide dog teams are, it's legit, you know. And one problem with that is that sometimes there are people that are trying to pass off their pet dogs as service animals. And so there's there's a lot a long way that we have to go to, to fight for our rights as a guide dog team. And Danielle, I want to come back to that. I think we should talk about that a little bit more, but I think we should take a quick break now and talk about Blind Dash Made and come back and talk about the restaurant and what you do for a living with social media and how that kind of blew up for the restaurant. It's a great story. talks about the power of social media and your willingness to change. Yeah, let's hear a word from Industries for the Blind. We'll be right back after a word from Industries for the Blind, Milwaukee, the official sponsor of Blind Living Radio. Are you blind or visually impaired? Are you seeking a job? Well, Industries for the Blind is dedicated to hiring people just like you. Just go to IBMILW.com slash careers and find out how you can become part of our wonderful team of blind and visually impaired professionals. That's IBMILW.com slash careers. Welcome back to Blind Living Radio. Supported by Industries for the Blind in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Learn more at IBMILW.com. My name is Danielle Crapo. I am the host of Blind Living Radio. I am here with my co-host, Harley Thomas. Welcome back, Harley. Thanks, Danielle. It's good to be back from the break. Before the break, we were talking about you had an incident at a restaurant in Chicago, and they denied you and your family service because of... Valley, your guide dog? They did. They did. And actually, you know, um, one thing about me is that I do social media for Industries for the Blind. And taking some of the things that I've learned about social media, just how fast it works and how much of a quicker response you get than maybe calling a customer service line for uh, to report incidents like that. Um, so I posted on Yelp and I posted on my Facebook about what happened to me and how we were treated. Um, and within a matter of days, I had communication from the restaurant. Uh, the, I think they reached out to you at that did. point, didn't they? They, they did. You you caused kind of a 
storm of bad PR for them. I did. And at first, you know, it's funny because the, the one lady that worked at the restaurant said, I never saw that happen. And then all of a sudden here a day later, there's a Yelp review from someone who I didn't even know, just another customer at the restaurant that said, you know, I saw them turn away a person with a guide dog. I will never eat there again. So it's amazing the things that social media can do. So it's it's pretty cool that Industries for the Blind is involved with social media. But, um, you know, in a in a person on my in a personal way, um, the social media really helped me get this problem solved. Uh, the restaurant actually at one point called me and was like, "Can you make the social media stop?" Which is very funny and powerful. It, it kind of makes me chuckle. Doesn't it make it, you chuckle does, a little bit? It does. It's like, no, I really can't stop it. And wasn't the restaurant? Weren't they just ignorant of the laws? They 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 were they didn't know the laws. Right. They just they just weren't educated on the laws uh, that businesses have to follow when uh, they when they own and operate a business. And so, you know, in that moment when I felt so powerless, I turned it around and here social media helped me, you know, educate them. And now actually, uh, they have a picture and a sign on their door that says that service dogs are welcome. So I feel like it was a really great outcome. That's a great turnaround instead of trying to file a claim because it, they, they broke a federal law, a state law, and a city of Chicago law. Correct. So to me, it worked out really well, and my dog is, is welcome there, and so are the dogs of other people that you know that need them. And that's the thing. I, I know uh, the waitress said, well, why don't you just put the dog in your car? You don't need the dog. Your family's here. And to me, that's taking away some of my independence. So I'm really glad that it worked out in a positive way. And independence and the do's and don'ts of guide dogs are all part of Blind Living Radio because we want to educate the blind and the sighted. Right, Danielle? Exactly. And for those that you know might have questions about how to interact with a guide dog, they can take a look at the blog on ibmilw.com or they can get in touch with us on blindlivingradio.com. Right, Harley? That is correct. And I want to thank Danielle for sharing your own personal story as well as spending some time with me to recap the do's and don'ts of a guide dog. Yeah, I hope uh, everybody learned a lot. Thank you very much, Harley. And like I say, for more information, check out blindlivingradio.com. Thanks for listening to and supporting Blind Living Radio. You can support Industries for the Blind by ordering any of our products from blind-made.com. That's blind-made.com.